Good morning. This is Word Made Flesh, the radio ministry of Neighbors of Hope. We'll share struggles and triumphs and how through the Word, everyone can experience the loving and healing reality of Christ's compassion. Now here's the Neighbors of Hope Executive Director, Pastor Stephen Palmer, with this week's Word. Well, good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing on this uh, Easter Sunday morning of 2019? Good, good. Great. Okay, very good. Very good. A few of you are nodding your heads. Remember, gentlemen, it is radio. Well, gentlemen, uh, for our this entire Lent season, uh, we've been really uh, traveling through the Gospel of Mark. Uh, we do that every year for a couple reasons. One, out of the four Gospels, it's the shortest. Right? Secondly, we know everything that's in the Gospel of Mark we'll also find in Matthew and Luke. Um, and then Luke and Matthew add their own stories and what have you. Um, so let's start there. Secondly, or thirdly, and more importantly for Lent, if we think of Lent as a time of reflection, renewal, and then on days where right, we get to Easter Sunday, we rejoice. Right? We reflect over Lent how, how well have we been disciples of our Lord. Right? Um, and if we see that we're wanting in areas, maybe we need to renew, uh, deepen that commitment and then be empowered through rejoicing on Easter Sunday. Mark's gospel is an entire gospel of failed discipleship. That's what we've learned um, through, through Mark. They just, the people who follow Jesus don't really get it, except for we see, uh, after he gets into uh, Jerusalem, we saw that the, the woman who anoints his feet for Mark is really the first Christian. She's the first one who actually believes Jesus when he says, I'm going to die. Right? She prepares him. Everybody else, Judas uh, betrays him, Peter denies him, the rest of the disciples abandon him. All the way to the cross, he keeps trying to get them. He, he tells them, this is the cost of following me. And they don't really get his identity. They keep failing, failing, failing. And that's important for us because, gentlemen, would you not agree, we have failed. Hopefully we're better today than we were this time last year. And last year we were better than the year before, right? That's growth, and that's what we should be doing. It's not about instant perfection. It's about growth. But that's what Lent's, we've been doing all Lent. Having said that, here we are, Easter Sunday. We want to conclude this. And so if I could have someone read, Mark has a very short, Mark's Gospel has a very short resurrection story. All right? Let me rephrase that. Mark's Gospel has an eight-verse story on an empty tomb. Right. That's very different than when you look at uh, some of the others, like up to John's Gospel, it almost covers two chapters. Right. But would someone please read uh, Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so they might go anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. 
he has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. What a way to end a story. It ends with fear? Or does it? Okay, uh, here we have, this is Mark's, uh, we'll call it his resurrection of Jesus story. Okay, what jumps out at you? Anything in particular? How, how does this touch you? I think what touches me is the first, the first people who discover the empty tomb. And um, for me, it's kind of like a callback to the, to the book of Matthew, um, Christmas story. The first, no, oh, was it Luke's? Like the first people who learned about um, the birth of Jesus were the shepherds. And now the first people to learn about his resurrection here are women who are just a step above dogs in this culture here today. And so it's the marginalized seem to be yes. the first the first evangelist, yeah, in a sense. So, so when you want to, on the days when I'm I'm feeling doubtful and uh, inadequate, I I could just like read those two passages and say you know, this remember when Jesus said the first will be last, last will be first. You know, I'm free to fail. I'm like, he was something and I'm free to be nothing. Good. Good. Anybody else, what jumps out at you? I'm sorry, did I cut you off? Yeah. No. Okay. Right. I think it I, I, I think it's really, really like in the first part of the verse, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Salome brought his mother was there. His mother was there through the whole process as we have studied. You know what I mean? His mother had seen him crucified, had seen him beaten, had seen him, you know, and it's just amazing that, that I don't know, I just... That goes to shut love. Even though, even though, you know, it was it was a bad, bad thing. It just she was there till the end. You know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Till the end. Just like God would be there with us till the end. And, and we would say that kind of gives you a sense of comfort. This kind, of, this kind of sense of progression that Rich talks about seems to be defined here kind of clearly, you know, this young man, this process Jesus has been telling everybody for a little while hey, like, this is going to happen some of them know that all of them don't believe him or get distracted in some way he tells them this is going to happen kind of getting ready for it they're, here they are dealing with the finality of death in our, the only human ways that we know. So we go get we go buy spices. We got to go prepare the body. 
you got to call the morgue, you got to do these kind of things, you got to get the probate stuff in order, you have to do these kind of things when someone dies. And the young man says, no, 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 come on, let's go. There's a lot of, there's a lot of work to be done now. It kind of left fields me in this, it kind of hits me a little different, where it's not, it's not so much about the finality, it's a, that's a, it's an engine, let's go, let's keep it, yes, he was crucified, he was resurrected, he's not here, there's things to be done, it's kind of interesting to me, it's not so much a, hey, Mark, yes, there are things to be done, I think what's also interesting about that is when the young man says to him, uh, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Okay. Where did this whole journey of ours with Mark start? In Galilee. It reminds me of years ago when I got my five-year coin with Alcoholics Anonymous. And I went to my sponsor and said, oh, thank you very much. He said, yeah, you're doing a great job. He says, you know what this means? And I said, well, I'm, I'm doing okay. And he says, no, it means you start over. Where does the risen Lord meet us? In the beginning. <laughs> and what was Jesus' message in Mark's beginning? Kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. It's almost as if Jesus, right? The young man tells them, you're going to see him. You're going to sense his presence. The, the spirit and presence that was in Jesus that you all loved and admired and followed and were touched by, you're going to have that again. It's still going to be permeated. He's been raised. All right? The, 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 the imperial domination system crucified dead. Resurrection. Alright? But where did it start? Why would an empire kill Jesus? Because he fought against their way. Where did we start? The kingdom of God. There's a new way. Alright? Go back. And we're going to start all over again. Only this time, you get to carry the message. And I'll be with you all. It says the women are, they're afraid, and yet they're amazed. Right? And it says, and that's why I said, isn't it interesting that the, this, this is the shorter, the shortest, the original version of Mark. It's the short one. We have shorter listening audience to go, well, how's going to stop there? There's these other verses. Well, you get a couple other next verses. is I think, uh, an addition that went on a couple uh, decades later than the final all the way to verse 51 is added at the latter part of the second century. Right? But this would have been the original. And I said, it is an interesting as with fear. Well, gentlemen, how are you doing with your walk of discipleship? Are there times where you can sense the very presence and spirits of Jesus in your life telling, urging, nudging you to do something that we won't do? That we find ourselves... And doesn't that make you very tense? Sometimes we even feel afraid because we saw what the empire domination system did to Jesus. 
And then if we study historically, it takes Peter about 14 years to finally get his butt to Rome. And what happens to Peter and Paul when they get to Rome? Sometimes the cost of following Jesus, let me take that back, all the time, the cost of following Jesus follows the same pattern. All right? It's death and resurrection. We have to die to self in order to be raised in Him. And Paul talks about, I've been raised in Christ and Him crucified. Right? When we, when we are with Christ, we are a new creation, participating in a new way. Right? Crucifixion, something must die in order to be validated, vindicated. Right? Thus the hope for Mark is in this empty tomb. The tomb's empty. Right? Jesus has been vindicated. What the empire said he was guilty of, God has now said no. What the empire believed to be the Lord, which is Caesar, God says, nope, it's this one. Right? So part of the resurrection story is God's deliverance of justice. And he has put the gavel down and said the way of the empirical domination system is wrong. If you're going to follow me and my son, we have to go home another way. And so he sends the disciples back to Galilee where it all started so that they can do it again. And when we think about it as we wrap up our, our Lenten spiritual reflection, are you willing to be sent back to Galilee, encounter his living presence in order to do it again? And that's why Lent is about reflection. How well have I been doing that? Renewal, recommitment to going back to Galilee. And then rejoicing that because of his resurrection and the vindication of God in Jesus, we're empowered to face the realm of injustice. So for Mark, as we've been saying all along, Mark's resurrection story is much different than the others. Right? Mark isn't, Mark's story is not trying to uh, concretize a supernatural miracle that establishes it for us the fact that there's an afterlife. That's not what Mark's trying to do. Mark is trying to get people, right, to follow Jesus concretely in the here and now. We should be rejoicing on this Easter Sunday. Jesus accomplished that. He invites us to participate with him in that endeavor. Which side are you going to be on? Whose parade are you going to participate? All right, gentlemen. Well, I wish all of you a blessed uh, Easter Sunday. Uh, my prayer for all of you is that you do recommit right, to the way that Jesus has called you to so that uh, collectively in a, in a community we can be about his good work that brings good news to all people. So until we meet again, may God's grace, peace, love, and joy be with you all. Thank you for listening to Word Made Flesh. Neighbors of Hope brings people hope through a comprehensive suite of Christ-centered programs that include the Men's Ministry, Blessings and More Resale Store, our Third Day Farm Project, 
Fishes and Loaves Food Pantry, and of course our radio ministry, Word Made Flesh. We're also in the process of establishing a women's and children's transitional housing program. Find out how you can become a neighbor of hope at neighborsofhope.com. And please join us again next Sunday morning for Word Made Flesh.